There are few pleasures in life more satisfying than a Southern-style biscuit. No Southern-style soul food meal would be complete without a soft, fluffy, buttery biscuit providing a heavenly foundation for whatever combination of sweet or savory you layer upon its firm yet decadent support. But biscuits as we know them today are a much more delicious iteration of a hard, thin, dry, yet durable cracker, and were used for survival. Think of a biscotti, but with no flavor. Used by military personnel for centuries, these hard biscuits were an essential component of MREs, so common, in fact, that soldiers over the years have given these hard biscuits nicknames, such as hard tack, ship's biscuit, sea biscuit, and pilot bread. In the early American South, biscuits were still hard and flat, but were considered to be food for the upper class due to the high cost of flour, as the South was far better at processing corn than wheat. Now a delicacy, the biscuit was quickly the subject of good old-fashioned American innovation. First came beaten biscuits, which included fat like butter or lard, but did not include a leavening agent, so the result was only a slightly moister sea biscuit. The biscuit as we know it today would be born with a boom in the production of flour and baking soda, giving those hard tacks a facelift into the biscuits we know and love today. To make a biscuit, mix your dry ingredients, then add butter in cubes. Flatten the butter with your fingertips, but don't overwork it. Then put that in the freezer to let the butter cool. Take it out, make a well, add your milk, mix it with a fork until it's dough. Don't overwork it. Flatten the dough. Cut your biscuits with clean edges. Place them on a parchment paper lined baking sheet. Bake for 15 minutes and enjoy your soul food. As we review Goody Mob's debut LP Soul Food this week on. Welcome to Gold Don't Rust, the only podcast about hip-hop that puts your nostalgia on trial. And today, we're getting into that delicious food. It's all about the side dishes. We got the collard greens and macaroni and cheese. Because <laughs> we are discussing <laughs> Goody what Mob fuck, Soul Food. <laughs> but before we get G-Mo into B. this... Before we get into this, let me introduce my co-host. We have with us, as always, the suburban dope himself. I call him the prom king. It's the Black Lebowski. It's Andrew Barrow. Yo, what's going on, bro? What up, Andrew? And and for those of you who don't see him, because only me and Pat can, he's currently wearing a robe with no shirt underneath. Yeah, the real Black Lebowski. Looking as Black Lebowski as ever. I really am like the Black Lebowski. And of course, with us, as always, it's everybody's favorite curmudgeon. You should probably know him as King Petty. It's Rick Strip Jr. What's good, y'all? Yes, sir. 
Ooh. excited to get dirty in Southern tonight. Oh, we're going even, to the even dirty though I might be again. the only one who's excited to get dirty in Southern tonight. Listen, listen we're going. With, we're going to Atlanta tonight. We are. We're going to Atlanta tonight. We're going to have yeah. a good time down mm-hmm. there. Going to Atlanta, a place where I never thought I would. I would say I don't want to go there, but here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so right, it begins. Let's, before let's we do that, that, let's do it. Yes. So let's do let's let's do the things we do before we start giving our opinions. Correct. Rick, do you want to give us the background information on Goody Bob Soul Food? Yes, yes, the unbiased facts without our opinions clouding it <laughs> background. So this is the <laughs> debut album from the collective known as Goody Mob. There's four MCs, CeeLo Green, Big Gip, Cujo, and Timo. It was released. November I've never 7th. heard of any of them except for CeeLo. Well, it was released <laughs> November 7th, 1995, which makes it just around 26 years old. Right. On LaFace Records. LaFace. It was certified gold a year later in 96, but it's still roughly at certified gold. Okay. So it has not sold much since. Uh, uh, the, the people that bought it, weren't, they were trying to figure that out. <laughs> it peaked <laughs> at number 45 on the Billboard Top 200. And eight on the R&B and hip hop charts. Wow. The one, the one national single was "Cell Therapy," released mm-hmm. um, about a month before the album came out. It actually hit number one on the rap charts. It's the song they're most well known for. It's how I knew them. Yeah. Right. Um, the entire thing was produced by a collective of of producers known as Organized Noise. Yeah. Which yes. Yeah. Many yeah. people are familiar with because they did a lot of Outcast as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, they did. Organized Noise the did Dungeon this entire Center. album and the entirety of Southern Playlist and Cadillac music. So they were very integral into the uh, beginnings of the Southern rap that came to prominence in the. 90s. They had a very right. unique style. Oh, yes. they definitely and for the did. most, and it gave birth to the way a lot of production is done now. People are Correct. just starting to catch up to what. Yes. Yeah, live yeah. instrumentation uh, and all that for sure. Yeah. Organized Noise was three producers: Rico Wade, Ray Murray, and Sleepy Brown. Mm-hmm. Many people know Sleepy Brown because he also sang or sings. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They actually he just met, produced Big Boy's new record too. Uh, he did. Organized Noise and. The members of Goody Mob actually met through T-Boz of TLC, which is a fun little side snippet. Mm, but that's also how they were able to get their connection with LaFace Records. Organized Noise had a production deal with LaFace, and that's how Goody Mob got signed. Wow. Fun little side note also about Organized Noise that yeah, I did not know until today. Organized Noise obviously has done a lot of hip-hop. Between Outkast and Goody Mob, they did that Saturday song for Ludacris. A lot of hip-hop that you're aware of. Mm-hmm. But they also produced Waterfalls for TLC, which I did not know. I didn't oh, know wow. that either. That's dope. Yes. Um, a lot of the, the recording and mixing and mastering of this was done in the basement of one of the Organized Noise members, Rico Wade, the basement of his mom's house. Yeah, that's where they, like, that's, like, where they, like, or that's where they did everything. That right. Was that dungeon, was called the dungeon. Yeah. And that's yeah. how they became the dungeon family. There yeah. was a pool yep. table down there. There was a recording studio. Yeah. Um, so it literally was a lot of DIY. These guys were while while organized noise had a production deal with LaFace, it was all new to a lot of these guys. It was their yeah. first recording in a lot of ways. Makes sense. Wow. Um and yeah, it's so how did they get a deal with LaFace? T-Boz. Uh, through T-Boz, pretty much. T-Boz. Okay, yeah. so T-Boz they, gave him the hook. They did some production yeah, for TLC. The, they did the some production man. for En Vogue. Okay. Um, so they yeah. were doing shit before this a little bit. Around the same time. Mm. But okay. they used their, their um, more pop connections to get them the back door to bring Dungeon Family's MCs to light. 
Okay, okay. So they brought them all in because it was their boys from back home. It's almost similar to how Timbo and Missy kind of were initially doing right. R&B production and then brought on their, their rap side. Right, I get that. Um, okay. Got that. Right. And then the only other thing is this is featured on a lot of top 90s lists, top all-time lists, especially if you look at top Southern hip-hop lists. I think Vibe Magazine had this at number three on the top Southern hip-hop albums of all time. Number three? It's yeah. pretty critically Dude, this acclaimed. This is like really well known. There was yeah. a vinyl release of it done a couple of years back, and I think another one this year. And they're going for a lot of money. Like yeah. this, yeah. people do like this record, and and people are still thinking this one holds up. So before we get into any opinions, okay, because this, this is all this is all just facts, right? Correct. now. right. This is facts. Why don't we give our personal relationships to this album? I will start today. Okay. I didn't know this. I thought I did. I, I could have sworn that I was familiar with Goody Mob and CeeLo's rapping. I, I know that I have come across it, but I thought I was more familiar with it than I was. Because when I listened to it, I did not recognize what I was hearing. Maybe I'm hearing it with different ears now that it's 2021, but it didn't feel to me the way I expected it to. So I clearly didn't remember that much of it. So I, I have kind of a vague, fuzzy history with this one. I'm not really sure. And maybe it's because I don't... I won't get into my opinions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up. Uh, Drew, what's your personal relationship with this Goody Mob record? So I had an old babysitter that was into down south rap. And every now and then, there would be like Goody Mob on like a playlist or something. But it was never uh, like in-depth. To the point where I was like, oh, I should listen to more Goody Mob or like, oh, I like this. So like, obviously, I know Cell Therapy, but other than that, I mean, I know, I, I mean, I maybe I know a few of the others, but I wasn't I was never like, oh, man, like I like this record. I want to go listen to this record. So I've never actually listened to this record in full before, ever. OK. Until okay. this week. All right. And Rick, what is your personal relationship with Goody Mob? Soul Food. It's actually similar to you guys, and it's a, I guess so far at least in the show, it's a rare occurrence for me. That um, is a rare occurrence. You know, I, I I like to think I've heard everything. I like to be a hip hop historian and connoisseur and snob and whatever else you want to call it. Um, it's all those things, yeah. And I'm certainly aware of Goody Mob as a context of their impact in hip hop music, but I thought I was much more familiar with this album than I actually am. Um, I'm very familiar with Cell Therapy, specifically the beat. We'll get into that later. Um, and I remembered specifically one other song on here, but listening through, I'm sure at some point I've heard all of this, but I don't recall ever listening to this album in its entirety until about a week ago. So this is, this is kind of new for me too. Okay, so this is pretty fresh for all of us. Very rare occurrence on this that it we're is. basically playing a, a Rick from the ground up here. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. That's a first. I think that's the first that's, that's happened on here. Yeah. So now the opinions can come out. Let's get through this <laughs> right. thing track by track. So facts, um, so facts, so facts aside now, right? Facts are aside. I mean, aside. I'll, I'll drop some here facts. and there, but okay. let's, sure. let's argue. We All got right. through Fuck the those facts. facts up, up front. All the other up, yeah. facts. Forget about they're, it. They're now on the shelf. Okay. Yep. Now, we, now we pull out fun opinion time. Okay. Yep. Here we go. The first track, Free. Off the bat, 
I like the way it sounds. I really like the sound of the keyboards. I think yeah. it's beautiful. I think when CeeLo comes in singing, it's soulful and mournful. It's really good. It's beautiful, actually. And I love this intro. I love this beginning. Yeah. I love CeeLo's voice. I always did. I always have. I kind of had forgotten, though, that he had done more than MC. Right. Back right. then. Like, right. I, you know, I remember thinking CeeLo was always unique and, and a good MC from his solo projects to his features and whatever. But right. I kind of thought the singing more came along later in his career. I did not realize that the first Goody Mob album started off with him just sounding fucking beautiful. I never knew that either. But I think yeah. I think maybe he completely stopped rapping and just said, OK, I'm going to sing. Right. But right. what I liked about that was he's showing all the things he I mean he's going in his bag that's he's like I'm right. going to pull it all out they yes we all rap but also we have this we don't technically need a singer in here I could do it which I liked aside yeah. from the immediate realization that CeeLo has always sounded beautiful singing yeah. uh, the first For thing sure. that caught he's me listening back singer. to this was I immediately got like soul and blues vibes like a spiritual vibe absolutely from this yes. intro yes yeah. it's there which I think, you know, we'll, we'll get there, but I think that kind of carries over and it kind of sets a good tone to what they're going to talk about on the album. Maybe not sonically, but sure. where they're coming from is a place of this Southern Afri- African-American culture growth kind of place. And, yeah, I mean, and the definitely. hardships they deal with and the places they're, they're trying to go as people and yes. as, as they're describing their peers. Right, um, yeah. That and I shows. like that it starts off with a song called Free, and it sounds like the music from the past, and I think it's a very good intro. I th- Listen, I think the intro is the best part of this record. <laughs> I really love, I really love the way this sounds, and I love the way it's put together, and yeah, I I'll love CeeLo on this, and I like CeeLo as a singer i think the music i think the last album he made was one of the best albums yeah, it's of the great, year that it came it's out ridiculous. i still play it yeah i think it's uh, people watching is one of my favorite songs ever uh, i think CeeLo's fantastic but now we get into the ne- next track on this one yeah thought process okay it's a, it starts off it's a solid beat really nice key sounds yes. the guitar is pretty cool i have one good. problem with the beat immediately though what? That little like squeak noise or whatever it is. I don't know what the fuck that is. I think, it, I think is. it's cool. I think See, I don't know if you guys listen to this in headphones or in your car or both. Headphones always. But this is the first album that I noticed that, that we've done for the show. That I noticed a very big discrepancy between what I heard in my car and what I heard in my headphones. Now, okay. I don't know if that's an intentional mixing element or if it's something that's because it's an old album that hasn't been remastered or what. But... It could be what it could be. A, I noticed I a lot more about the beats when I put my headphones on, and I'm glad I did for better and worse. And right. like, this is the one that's for worse because, like, like you said, when I listened to this in my car the first few times, I was loving this beat, but the moment I heard it start in my headphones, I was annoyed. Yeah, you were like, because the there's that little like that? squeak noise that fucking sucks, and it's way too loud in my headphones. It's it's a lot. Okay, it's a lot. Okay. So, uh, so like I'm saying, the beat, you know, the beat's cool. It's pretty good, and then. As I'm listening to the beat, I start noticing there's rapping over top, and then I start, <laughs> and then I start paying attention to this rapping. Yeah, and all of a sudden, I'm out for the rest of this fucking record. Yeah. So, 
This is the most amateur flows I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. So it's a poor decision to start off the first song with Timo because Timo is definitely the worst MC of Goody Mob. They're all the worst They're MC of Goody Mob. They're all not too good. Now, but my issue isn't really with their flows. And I, is. I, I get why you don't like them, but I don't think they're bad. I think it's very indicative of this time and this era and this region. I think it's very indicative of people who can't really rap putting on a beat in a dorm room when they're high and trying to freestyle. Yeah. Every single one it. of these flows is very like boop a doop doop beep a doop. Like you don't even like song you don't called, like CeeLo as a rapper on this? CeeLo's terrible. CeeLo is not very oh, my one note I have about this is I miss CeeLo as a rapper. No. I don't want CeeLo. I'm glad to rap he doesn't do it anymore. I'm Jesus glad he don't rap Christ. no more. I don't like that shit. I mean I did also note that uh, the feature of Andre 3000, it's very clear immediately when he comes on that he's on another level than these dudes. Yes. Yes. Different level. I don't look at that immediately as a detriment to Goody Mob because not many people can rap with Andre 3000. I don't look at it as a detriment. It's more like, I don't know what the fuck, yo, what, what are y'all doing here? <laughs> I mean, because if you're going to come in the look, studio and rap, you should be doing what this man's doing. Other than CeeLo, I'm never going to try and fight you guys and say that Cujo, Big Gip, or Timo are good rappers. But Dude, I don't find them to be like bad sounds like none ones. of them have ever rapped before. <laughs> it sounds like none of them have ever even thought about it. Like, yeah, it sounds sound... like maybe Organized Noise got put on, and these were really just their boys that hang out at the house. So they're like, yeah, we could rap. I feel like and then they got in were, there and did it all in one take. Like maybe these were the niggas that were selling them weed or something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like maybe they would all come through. All of them through. were the wheel dealer. All four of them were the weed dealer. I mean, look, all four of them were probably doing different shit. Maybe they were a crew. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, maybe yeah. maybe they were a crew and they would go to different traps and move, you know, and sell with, and do what they do. And maybe they were like friends with. Organized Noise and Outcast and Killer Mike and all them. They were friends with them and they would just be over there all the time hanging out. And then they were just like, maybe they, you know, they all got high. And niggas like, you know, like, like, we'll talk, like, they'll talk you into some shit. They could talk you into some shit. And they were probably like, yo, y'all should rap. And they were like, oh, I mean, shit, why not? Look, I'm not going to pretend it. I love this song. It's not one of my favorites <laughs> in the album. They're not great on this song. I do like CeeLo's verse. But the beat even, even annoys me a little bit. The one positive note I do have about this song, though, is it's about, like, systemic racism and the things they have to do to get out of their position in the hood. Yes. And I do sure. think that's a good, it's a good follow-up to what the intro is bringing you. Okay. Um, I think it, it in that continues regard, yes. what, what I think is a common thread on this album, which I'll keep getting into as we go along. But right. I do like where they're coming from. And if you think of it in the... Not that I want to grade it higher or lower for this, but if you think it in the context of this time, not only was there not a lot of Southern rap voices at all, there wasn't many artists yet doing this as a whole part of a song. It's almost like what Wu does sometimes, where like it's like, here's the general idea of a concept, and you each give your own view on it, but it's still kind of a coming from a conscious or positive or uplifting place, and I kind of like that. Yeah, the problem okay. is... Is they're not they're not Wu Tang, so <laughs> yeah. So I mean, maybe a bad so comparison. Rapping, it's like, well, this isn't good, guys. Right. This beat, this beat is great, but that does that doesn't match what you all are doing, lyric and, wise. 
and dude, these these like all of them. It really does sound like people who have no idea about rhythm or how to sound cool when you're saying like their flows just sound so forced and unnatural and they're writing their lyrics to hit rhymes and they're saying a lot of shit in a way that a person would never say it just so it fits the rhyme and all the flows like you could look at any bar and just imagine how someone who doesn't know how to rap would say it and that's probably how they're delivering it yeah <laughs> i mean i don't disagree necessarily <laughs> okay however, so it's bad no but i i think there is a little bit to be said about now maybe they're doing it poorly but the way they're, they're doing it poorly is a very it's a very southern thing southern rap thing yes um, it's a lot of it's a lot of finishing your rhyme not on the end of the bar and it's a lot of Quick internal rhymes, which like Big Boy is the best at ever. Yes, but yeah, like but Big Boy has flows though, right? And, and he but, says but shit that are... sounds cool. Yeah, Big Boy could actually. <laughs> these rap. guys don't yeah. say anything cool. Big Boy could. None rap. of these bars are memorable at all. I'll give and you the that. Flows on this song are for terrible. Sure. All right, I'll give you that. So this is not a very good song. No, no, and it even has Andre three thousand on it, and it does nothing. Yeah. The uh, also one thing I quickly noticed before we end there talking about this song. I didn't want to talk about it too much because it's Andre and he's not Goody Mob, but I'm pretty sure Andre mentions like eight fucking Outcast songs in his verse, including ones that haven't come out yet, which is kind of fucking with my head the more I listen to it. Like he mentions Elevators, he mentions the 13th Floor, he mentions Players Ball, which had come out. Yeah, that came out previously. Prior. Yeah, but like he mentions a few Outcast songs that didn't come out yet, and it's kind of cool. I was about to say he's he was just speaking that shit into the future. He knew that yeah, he knew yeah. he knew where he, he knew was where going. going. That's that was right. his th- that was his thought process. You get what I'm but saying? It's kind of cool to listen to that now, like 25 yeah. years later or whatever. That was his thought yeah, process. Sure. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. <laughs> Who knows? What that <laughs> I understood completely what Andre was saying. Andre's like, yo, we about to take over this shit. That's what he's saying. We about to be crazy. You don't even know what we got in the bag. I'll give you a little bit of a note, but that's not even it. That's what Andre was doing. Bob is like we have to rap like this and fitting <laughs> rhymes and do it again like this. He sounds like you have an accent that I can't identify. He sounds like that dude, Mr. Kakashka on Hey Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he just sounded like. He sounded like so Mr. Kakashka. now that Kukashka. we know that Hey Arnold was referencing Goody Mob, we move on to the skit. Uh, Every skit on this whole fucking thing. These aren't skits. The only good thing about these skits and this one too is that they're short. This is the red. Thank God they're short. Um, They're so short. Uh, I did learn something from this skit though. Red dog means it's an acronym from an actual Atlanta police task force. Okay. It means run every drug dealer out of Georgia. Okay, so that's what they're. So that's what it was like. It was a. It was an Atlanta police task force that actually existed so i guess the idea is the skit is you know the police busted in their windows and shit okay. i right. guess it's supposed to set up that they were doing some clandestine activity okay yes that's some clandestine activity in the dirty south so the next song dirty south i i almost don't want to discuss this song because i really like this song a lot and i know you guys are not going to yeah, this I is mean, one of the ones I'm really glad I listened to in the headphones because I love this beat and there's a lot of really little intricate fun parts in the, the headphones. The beat, the beat is look organized noise is great. This is possibly yeah, my favorite beat on the album. They've honestly. always been great. Uh, it's a really fun good beat. fact. 
the world is pretty sure that this is the first recorded instance of someone using the term dirty south. There is oh, no wow. there is no ex- existence of dirty south being used to describe Atlanta and the south in movie, music or otherwise recorded history before this song. That's a very fun fact. That is pretty cool. I'll give them that. Yeah. They might okay. have initiated that. I do I do like this beat a lot. I love the bass when it comes in and I like this little hook thing in the beginning. There's I like think three it works hooks really well. to this song and I really yeah. like it. And I think a lot of them work pretty well here. Uh, the beat's got a good atmosphere. It's minimal and it's sparse, and, but it's got a good bop. Big Boy rapping on this is fantastic, which really does save the track from yeah. the whack flows. Big Boy is so fucking dope, man. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. song is actually pretty good until Big Boy's not rapping anymore and Goody Mob is rapping. <laughs> and when yeah. Goody Mob it's... raps on this, it's bad because Goody Mob's not good at See, rapping. See, I actually think this is one of the few ones where Funny. all the guys are... Above average as MCs. I think this song is very good all the way across the board. I do think it's another example, just like Andre's feature on the last song, no. where Big Boy clearly outclasses them. Yes. And this song is actually, yeah. these two songs being back-to-back is a great example for me personally of why I've always liked Big Boy better than Andre. I'm not going to say he's better, but I prefer Big Boy's style, and it's because of shit like this. He does exactly what a lot of these Goody Mob guys try to do on this whole album, which yeah. is flow. And the way he, he enunciates and slows and fasts his flow yeah, mid bar. Big boy's the style is because cool. he's because yeah. he's he's actually a he's a he's like a real MC. The yeah. thing with them These guys is are just lames. They, They're fucking herbs. They are like trying really, really hard, but it yeah. is not working, bro. No. It's just not working. And like, like they're trying to run so faster. Good. They're not going to catch up. You're not going to get there. It's not going to happen. <laughs> you all are going to lose no. the race every time. You get what I'm saying? So let me just be clear. You guys think they're actually bad on this song? I think they're bad on every I think every they're bad song. on every song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost sorry just, I asked that question. Not just this song. Yeah, when when when, when they talk song. about when like remember remember in '95 when people when when the East Coast and the West Coast were beefing and yeah. then like you know Andre's like the South got something to say and nobody was talking about the Dirty South yeah. at all yeah. when they when they when they said the Dirty South can't rap they were talking about Goody Mob specifically <laughs> <laughs> not anybody else they were just talking about Goody Mob. They so, were like, so, them no. niggas, them niggas so can't rap. so southern rappers at that all. are really fucking good. And even in the 90s, even in the 90s, a lot of southern rappers who were really fucking good with great flows doing unique things. There's kind Goody of three Mom's hooks terrible. and they're all good, right? The one to the sure. two, the three to the four. Yeah, that's great. The, I like it. Like that the, stuff the is cool. Pato makes you hyper. Refo makes you calm. But see, so but, also, but also, this, I don't think they wrote that. I think Organized Noise did that. <laughs> yeah, probably. Now because even, Sleepy, actually, Sleepy Brown cool, is in cool there. Cool Breeze wrote it, actually, because he's the one who coined the term Dirty South. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what they need to do, but they are, it's, it's, they're not in the race, bro. I will say, no, though, that they're not in this, is, this is also one of the songs that I remembered when I listened back, because I remembered the video. So if you guys haven't seen the video, go look it up. It's, it's a very standard 90s video for the most part, but there's one part where the dudes keep walking back and forth in front of like this playground, like a blacktop. And there's a little right. white girl in the video. I'm pretty sure she's the only white person in the video, but she's drawn with chalk on the pavement mm-hmm. throughout the whole video. And at the end of the video, they pan out 
and she's drawn a Confederate flag. Oh, shit. Which is a very interesting visual at that time from these guys in that video. Yes. But right. so what if you I, haven't seen, you should go check it out. Now, what I will say I respect about that is obviously that is that that that's definitely hard because yeah. that's what they see. That's the South. And I do think this is another song. It's not so much on like the spiritual tip like the last one, but I do think this is another song that's given you a very clear idea of who they are and where they're from, which didn't really exist at the time. No. I didn't give me a clear idea of anything. But <laughs> There, I yeah, don't have a clear idea from this fucking part. album. Yeah, I don't think there's part. one cohesive thought on here. There's that part. <laughs> so the next song. Yeah, the next song, Cell Therapy. Cell Therapy. This is what they're known for. This is the smash hit from this album. I like the way this beat comes in. And then Cujo starts rapping, and instantly I'm mad. This verse is terrible. So this it's is not. one that I'm glad I re-listened to for my nostalgia, because I knew this song very well, or so right. I thought. And I thought I loved this song. Listening back, I'll mostly agree with you on this, Pat. Mm-hmm. I don't really like this song that much. No. Because no. I don't think any of them rode this beat very well. Not and at I all. I realized that why I love this song no. was just the beat, because yeah. I've freestyled to this beat thousands of times, probably. And you yeah. probably sounded just like... <laughs> I sounded just like them niggas. You just slapped me in the fucking face <laughs> on air, bro. Just make, probably with better bars, though. Bruh, this with better bars, but definitely great. the same flow. You just it's spent great. 25 minutes talking about how bad they are at rapping, and then just said, you sound just like them. Thanks, Dude, Pat. me and you used to freestyle together in college a lot, and yeah, we, did. we did a lot of bad... I was good there was at that a lot shit. of bad shit. You I was good at that shit. I, I was pretty good, too. But yeah, this beat was very Organized much so. I realized listening back very that like good. my good memories of this beat were me and my friends rapping to it, not these yeah. guys. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. I do like the hook That's, a lot. I'm not yeah. surprised this was a number one Billboard rap chart single. I'm not surprised this is what got I them am. famous. No, I'm not. In the, in the context of the time, nothing sounded like this, and it sounded cool and different and fresh. Right. Um, however, I am surprised that this song specifically is still so highly regarded i don't think it's a bad song i think it's a good one but it's not a great one at all and i still see it float around on like some top singles at a 90s list and i just yeah i can't agree with it being that good yeah i don't know i don't know why i think this is just like a down south classic type thing i don't like this song however i will i also think these say, flows are terrible man i i had to skip this there's a, this is another one it's like five minutes and i'm turning it off with like yeah. two minutes left I, yeah. I can't get through this fucking thing this is another Songs one. Songs are so like, long. Not that this relates to the our discussion of the music, but it's cool to bring up. This is another video you should go find because this video actually got Goody Mob banned from MTV, kind of accidentally. Um, and the video is not bad at all. But what happened was MTV was kind of censoring weird shit. Mm-hmm. Like there's one specific so bar that you can have you, in there. They literally said like the bar where the guy says um, something about reach the planet without a black man. MTV beeped out the word black. Oh, wow. And Goody Mob and, and their representatives and the label, luckily LaFace had their back, were kind of like, why the fuck would you censor that? He's just saying the word black. And because right. MTV fought about it, Goody Mob kind of said, fuck you. And MTV was like, cool, we'll just never show any of your fucking videos ever again. Wow. Okay. And it's well, a very C-Lo's interesting... a lot of money. But it's, I mean, the, eventually that was a different story, but right. it's right. kind of a weird, weird side story to racism and even in hip-hop music early in the 90s because the south wasn't really well accepted yet as far as pop culture and these guys were kind of getting blackballed for no reason yeah 
Right. Um, well, I, I understand that. Well, yeah. Go ahead, Drew. I mean, they were get. I mean, they were getting blackballed because they're not good. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it might have had something to do with the fact that <clears throat> they're uh, not good. CeeLo, especially, but all these guys, but especially CeeLo, uses the word cracker a lot. Yeah, that was probably. I mean, it was that. That was probably part of it. But the thing is, they're not using it artistically. That's the problem. Right. My point of view. What bothers me about it is, like, I understand. Maybe people are offended by Cracker. I don't get it, and you shouldn't be, but that was never considered a slur as far as I remember. Like, not something that was blanked out. It never so, was. So, right. so to, and that's to why ban them or blackball so them or whatever because they used it is kind of weird and selective because I'm sure there's other hip-hop music that was not pushed away because of that. Right. I mean, so it, also might, it also might have something to do with the fact that it's not very good and they're like, just go somewhere <laughs> else with this music that's not very good then. I mean, it, it's so, let's, so let's talk, for one second, let's talk about CeeLo's verse on this. Now, I, I have good. it up, I have it up with the words. If you could pick the corniest flow to do this, it's exactly what he does. <laughs> Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's, me it's and my rough, family bro. moved into our apartment complex a gate with the serial code was put up next like it's very like no one talks this way no yeah. no the what the way these words are arranged is so unnatural See, it's like he's never written a lyric before i think the way he's delivering it is very deliberate and it's purposely sounding way off and different than anybody else. That's who the fuck CeeLo is. And that's why I always loved him as an MC. He's not a good one. But he's not. He's the reason I rechecked this song and anything else, Goody Mob or CeeLo after, because I remember hearing oh. him on this and thinking, I like this guy's style. Oh, yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, he says. It's, it oh, is not man. good, bro. It's that, really that's, that's you know what's not I good. Say about it. You know what's the not ne- good. The this next is song. Be the, this is the biggest criticism you'll hear from me in this album. The next the song. Next song. Sesame Street. Sesame Street. Here's my problem with this song. If you take away the name of the song and yeah. the hook, and every reference at the end of the verses to saying this is Sesame Street, mm-hmm. I actually like the song as a concept. I don't think it's a very good song, but it's not a bad one either. It's. I think it's a well executed concept about describing their point of view from their block, right? What it's like to be on their street in their neighborhood. But I have no fucking idea what made them think Sesame Street was a good parallel and direction to go for this. Because they don't don't know what they're doing. I think that's pretty obvious. What is this, bro? Yeah, I just don't get it. There's some really weird bars. Like, Big Gip starts off the song, and he's he's probably the best one besides CeeLo, which is sad to say. Right, yeah. but uh, it's like like his fifth or sixth bar, he says, like I feel like I've been raped, a finger through my drawers or something like that. Yeah, I don't right. know what he's, I don't know, I don't what, know he's what he's referring about. to, dude. And that's there's so much of that on this record, though. <laughs> Just bars where it's, like, what are you talking about? It's so forced, it's not natural. And even right here is where I start to get critical of the production. And what I wrote in my beat was like, it's another smooth and cool beat. But it's another smooth and cool beat. There's really no tone variation in the production at all. It's very one note. I actually and don't like a this lot beat. of a lot of similar uh, a lot of similar sounds used, production mm-hmm. techniques. I understand they're doing it in in a basement and they don't have all the equipment in the world. But right, even in terms of tempo, it's all the same mid tempo shit. This beat it's to me there. feels like my note says it's very derivative of '90s beats at this time. 
Um, well, and I, I, don't, I don't think out of the context or in the context of the album, I don't think this beat makes sense because a lot of it sounds southern or sounds soulful or sounds funky or whatever else. Right. Right. And this beat just sounds like it. it sounds like they were trying to make a beat that sounded like Illmatic or something like that. It didn't work. And, and I just don't I don't like it. I think it's too simple. I think they're much better than this. They are. I, I do like the context and content of the verse. I don't think these guys are the best rappers in the world, but this is one of the times where I don't think they need to be because I think they're giving you a good idea of what they were seeing, what they were going through. Right. And I just, I can't fucking understand the Sesame Street. I don't that, know why that, they that call it Sesame sense Street. To me. Yeah, I don't get it. That doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, the hook is straight up bad. Yeah. <clears throat> like, yes. I italicize, underlined, bad. Yeah. Um, it's really... None of them are good at rapping, man. And it leaves the album with no good moments. There's no good memorable moments of rapping on here. So oh, even if you that, do think that, that, that CeeLo is no. good on here, and I don't, I don't think he is, but even if you do, like, what are you, taking, not... what are you taking from it? And, you know, my problem with a lot of this and this whole album is, like, these beats are cool and they're atmospheric, and if you give them to people like Outkast, they'll do something interesting with it. But Goody Mob does nothing with this and they don't cut it. Like they're not on the level to make no. this continual mid tempo, minimalistic, jazzy to be signed? interesting. It doesn't <laughs> to be signed? Do enough to make it interesting. <laughs> for like You're a label so for like a label to give them money and be like, yeah, go make this. No. Absolutely not. I'm just I'm just so bothered by the Sesame Street shit. Like I really am. Because I'm bothered we, by this song. We've talked about a lot of really good concepts. And we've talked about it good could, concepts that are bad songs, good. too. We've done that. Yeah. But, like, I don't get... When I see a song called Sesame Street, and when I listen to it the first time and I hear them mention Sesame Street, right. I'm, I'm, I'm searching for a parallel. I want to find out why they chose Sesame Street as the option for this. Are they using a piece of the beat? Are they referencing the characters? Is there something they're going to directly correlate to what you saw when you were a child? Which maybe they kind of do, but they don't. And they just never, ever grab this in any way that makes sense to use it as a concept. And it really loses me hard because of that. Because I feel like you're you're setting me up for something that never exists. And that really bothers me as a listener a lot. Yeah. It's because they're not good. (laughs) Same. Like I'm not, ex- I'm not expecting them to blow me away with a concept, Rick. I'm happy if they could put a verse together that doesn't sound like they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, that 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 I would just be wonderful. To, give me, give me a song where everybody has a verse where I don't feel like it's the first time you've ever rapped. So let's do that. One. Maybe there, okay, maybe there is the next one. one. Guess who? Guess who? Yeah. Is about the, is about their Guess moms. Who? It's about their moms. Okay, it is about their moms. I mean, it's certainly better than Cannabis's mom song. <laughs> it's, it's, it's we can give it that. that. We can give but, it that. But like, they're not saying anything in a cool way. Like, it's a song about their moms, but it like it just like it sounds like fucking Poindexter writing in his diary about his mom. Like, it's not cool. This nothing is, is nothing is cool. Like, they don't say anything in an interesting way ever. Yeah, I have. Their I have very little so to say lame. about this song. It's one of my most forgettable songs on this album. There's a, they, they, it's, it's just, it's just very wordy. That's the problem I have with yeah. it. It's super, Look at super these wordy. Look at these lyrics. These lyrics are long and the way they rap, it's like, you, this doesn't work 
for what for what you're trying to do, it doesn't work for, with all these words. You yeah, gotta cut it down. You gotta shorten it down. Yeah, and they kind of yeah. like mention a, a little bit of things about um, you know, what specific things about their own mothers, like diseases they went through or hardships they went through. Right. But they never mention it in enough way that gives us context to understand their mothers. And maybe I'm just looking for too much. But um, again, again, if you're gonna do a concept, do the concept. Yeah, I don't, don't think I don't, don't just I don't, tell me mom was sad all the time. Tell me I don't why. think that's looking. I don't think that's looking for. I don't think that's looking too much. I think that's right. that's that's what you expect out of a out of a song from an artist who's a, giving a you a concept, concept song, song about their mom, yeah. about their mom, about something that's like. Very, I mean, we all have mothers. That's a big deal. And didn't I think CeeLo mentions in his verse like his mom went through some shit at this time? I think right. Wasn't she in a car accident or something? I think it's CeeLo's verse. Know. I think it's CeeLo. I can't. I, I can't. Te- I'm not gonna yeah. lie. I can't tell you. But, but I also I think it's that verse again to to break down the concept. Uh, yeah, another she problem got, she I have was, is yeah, she was you're calling it yep. "Guess Who," but the yeah, song guess is who? the song is never trying to like be coy about what it's about. I had that in my notes right. too. I said, "Why is this called yeah, Guess Why are we Who?" Guessing? Just call it like my mama or right, some shit. Exactly. Right. Why are we yeah. saying "Guess Who"? Yeah, I didn't yeah. Obviously, it's about your fucking mom. You told me right away. It's about right away. What am I guessing? Right. Yeah, that's a. It's a ridiculous title. It doesn't work. And so the then that, that, that's also stupid, too, because, I mean, if terrible. you're going to give us that type of concept, at least let us, let us guess who it is. Right. That's what, yeah. it's, again, it's a weird choice and execution of concept that's a little bit befuddling to me. Right. Because think like about it. none of them have ever rapped before. Right, because maybe, cause maybe, <laughs> maybe, one, maybe one of them was raised by their grandmother or their aunt or, like, their sister. Let us guess, guess who. Yeah. Right. Let us right. guess who. Let's who guess raised who you? was. Who, who right. raised you like your mom? That, they right. had the songs about a mom, but this doesn't sound like you're talking about your mom. This sounds like you're talking about your aunt or sounds like you're talking about your sister. And they could have, like, right. put things guess in the who? verse to make you guess. That would have been dope. Who? L- literally guessing who. Leave it up for... You know, yeah, interpretation for us. Like, well, shit, who, who this is This one's it? forgettable, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, CeeLo's rapping is, is inexcusable. Dude, there's bars in here. Like, part of a hook is like, the first one to change your diaper when your stomach wasn't calm. <laughs> it's like, what, Like, bro? just the dumbest shit. <laughs> they say things in a way no one would ever say them. Yeah, they're not about cool these poopy diaper bars, interesting though. in right. any way. They're just fumbling. <laughs> And it's just all oh, the flows man. front to back. And why is this five minutes? Why it's is this five song. minutes long of them See, rapping with all these words? This is very long. I said about the, when you said the same all shit about words. the Pac and the Outlaws, though. Like, when you have four guys rapping, it's going to be a long song. No, but this, that, that was because Pac was talking shit for two right, and a half but, minutes at the end of every song. This is because they're all saying five million words, but saying nothing I think they're only 16-bar verses, though, aren't they? I mean, I Maybe guess so. Maybe 24s, but I think they're only 16. It's, they're still too long. They they're just still, pack a lot into their wordy. flow. Yeah, yeah they're too like, wordy. It doesn't work for their sensible. flows. It doesn't not work. wordy for a reason. Yeah, this the song, next thing, what is the next thing? The serenity prayer? And the serenity prayer, it's As very a straight up prayer. interesting, weird addition in the middle of this album. Do you know, yeah. what, you know what my notes say exactly? What? That's all this is? Nothing so, else? So I <laughs> guess... Okay. Is it, I, I think I understand it. Who cares? In the context of the next song, fighting. If we're gonna move fighting. on, Fight, fighting is about yeah. fighting your demons, from right. how I understand right. it. And so, so I think that this having the serenity prayer there was another example of the hardships that they're facing in their community and as black men in America and all that. Right. And I think serenity prayer, even though it's weird to have this 
random AA moment in the middle of this album when they haven't really talked about substance abuse at all yet. No. I think it does tie to the next song, kind of. Sure, the next song. Um, I, don't I even... really love this beat on the next song a lot. Do you? And I, I think it's stale. I wish I liked the hook more, but this girl is not a good singer. No, who Joy, is she? Joy, J-O-I. J-O-I. She was one of the Dungeon Family chicks. She was on a couple other songs, I think. Okay, she's okay. not good. I do think my favorite moment on this album is on this song. When the okay. beat stops and CeeLo kind of speaks his verse, which at first doesn't sound like it's going to rhyme, but it ends up kind of being a spoken word verse. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And the message of what he's saying and the way he delivers it, I think is fucking wonderful. And I think the way they do it with no beat and kind of as if it's someone having a conversation with you. And there's also like crickets in the background. So it's like they're outside or something. I think it's a really good way to deliver the importance of his message within that song. And I think it just sounds cool. Like to have the beat stop and the guy stop rapping and him to kind of do this speech and then go back because CeeLo has always kind of had this like preacher feel to him, right? Like this southern preacher. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, better. Yeah. He's better at that than he is at rapping, right? Yes. And th- that's yeah. why this is kind of cool. Like he's, he's CeeLo's kind- talents are singing, preaching, rapping in that order. And this is Rapping's absolutely written as a rap verse, but it's delivered not as such. And it's it's a really cool moment to me, and it's one of my favorite on the album. Which I guess, as I'm saying it out loud, is kind of a telling. A telling. There's nothing good this on album, this album. Right? But yeah. I, I do think it's a really cool moment. And I think it's okay. it also probably a... the best writing on the album, which, again, is probably pretty telling of yeah, the rest of these guys. Yeah, it's pretty telling of the quality of the writing. Yeah. I, I mean, dude, for me, CeeLo aside, the rest of these guys on here, Timo and Big Gip and Cujo and all the, all the gang all here having fun. Cujo Listen, and the gang. <laughs> all, of them, all of them, these lyrics are terrible. These flows are worse. And they're, they're spitting so many bars it's with too so much, much passion. too many words. With so much passion. And they're terrible bars with worse flows. It's cringy and embarrassing. See, it's interesting, interesting it's to hear terrible. you say that. Both of you say that shit because I, I tend to be a lyric guy, right? Where, like, if you're not actually spitting, what are you fucking doing? But right. I think these guys do a good job of... of feeding the concepts and ideas of the album and of the song. And, and though it could be delivered better, I don't think it's bad. I think it's bad. Yeah, I think it's bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't think it's good. And it made it for a very hard listen. They do hit two, uh, two acronyms for Goody Mob in this song, which in the context of hip-hop acronyms that are usually terrible, they're not so bad. They say that Goody Mob stands for the good die mostly over bullshit. Right. right. And uh, what's the other one? God is every man of blackness. He says, if you take an O out, it's God is every man of blackness. And it does, again, add to where they're coming from as a speaking corner, as a point of view. Right. Uh, sure. With what, like, yeah, like, you know, that's who they are. And but this song like I really want to like. I think it's right. a good idea. It's a good beat. The hook could I mean, be good if it was sang I mean, by listen, someone better. Listen, it's not, Rick, though. Rick. Rick. There's like there's delivery on here that's like multiple stab wounds slicing through the old school cutlass supreme. Like it's like it's you sound really, like Rizza. It's, it's because really that's not what well they, done. I feel like that's what they were trying to do. I feel like they were trying to be Wu Tang. Yeah, like it sounds like not, RZA a little you bit. Can't like, be Cujo Wu-Tang. sounds like Rizza. He sounds like he if Rizza was a much worse rapper than he is. <laughs> that's right. bold. Um, and and dude, like this, 
if any of them wrote those flows, they should have never made a penny in the music industry. Those flows are so terrible. Harsh. So harsh. They're terrible, man. Good, bro. And the song is almost six minutes. It's fully boring after one minute. It doesn't need to be sick. I can't finish this song. I can't finish. I don't even get to the CeeLo part. I can't get there. I feel like they I'm were so trying to be. Off. I feel like they're trying to be Wu Tang. That's what they're trying to do. But I mean, they were certainly not. inspired by it. That makes sense. Yes, I think that's sure. what they were trying to do. But I, it's it. They're not good. That's the problem. Oof. They're not good. And somehow they got money to make an album. Right. Well, I, it's hard to know where to take the break here. So let's just do let's the do next here. thing. Oh, you want to no, do the skit? Let's, let's do the next thing first because this it's is a, a skit. skit. Yeah, it's when a this skit. came on, I was like, this hook is lame. What's like CeeLo doing on this oh, lame hook? See, I disagree And I was so like, heavy. this beat is like, whatever. So track like, 10 is blood. And then like, blood. oh, it's all it is. I actually love this and wished, as I was listening to it, I was like, I wish they used this for a hook because I really like it. Turns out, see now as you're scrolling through, Pat, you're probably confused because you're like, oh, there's all these yeah, lyrics. Yeah, there's a song. Right. This was a full song on a compilation that literally I didn't know existed, I don't think, until two days ago. And I've listened to a little bit of it, and it's some heavy hitters. There was a, an AIDS fundraiser in 1996, I think. Okay. An album called America is Dying Slowly, AIDS. Mm. And it's, it's got Biz Markie, Pete Rock, Wu-Tang, Coolio, 8-Ball and MJG, Mob Deep, Common, Organized Confusion, De La Soul. Like it's, and a lot of the songs are not shit on other product, projects. Right. And this does become a full song. And I wish I had pointed this out to you guys two days ago to listen to it, because then we could talk about it. But I like this hook, and I like this skit. I think it's a cool yeah. little, you know, your blood's a terrible thing to waste. I like it. I mean, sure, at this point, I don't care anymore, though. <laughs> <laughs> and there's still so nine... So there's and there's still and yeah there's still music like there's still a lot to go still on. Still a lot. So we should take a break, right? Let's, yeah, we have a yeah, lot more to get let's through. Take so a let's, break. let's take a break and recharge our batteries. Okay. <laughs> and right. we'll be right back to this. We're gonna thing. be right back to feeling like we ate too many biscuits and gravy after talking through this album. Yes. I can't stop laughing. As we talk about Goody Mob Soul Food. On Man It was good I gotta I gotta get to the store bro Like I got Like I Like I need stuff At home You know Okay But What do you need We got We got this baby now And I can't necessarily leave The house all the time Like I need I mean obviously I need diapers I need some more right. Like I need juice I need right. I need batteries. Do babies drink juice. You need batteries for what? I mean, you, like you, baby monitors. You just all, you well, niggas always need batteries. You just need batteries. You never know. Like if you're gonna be in something, I need I need more Tupperware. You know what I'm saying? Okay, okay. I need I need garbage bags. I do need Is those. It, I it's definitely gotta be need hard. Those. It's gotta be hard for you to get out with yeah, the baby. With the baby, you you don't you know you got to get them together. You got to put them in the seat. Right. You got to put the car seat in there. You got to walk around. Like, it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot with the baby. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you don't really feel like you have time to get out of the house, the ASAP mob's got you covered, Drew. For real? Yeah. The ASAP mob has launched 
a new delivery service called ASAP Jockeys. Oh, shit, bro. This is crazy. ASAP Jockeys is a delivery service. Simply open the ASAP Jockeys app on your phone and order anything you could possibly imagine, and it will be delivered to your house ASAP by an ASAP Jockeys delivery professional. Talk about a new level. My God. I like that. That's right. You can get anything you want through ASAP Jockeys. You can okay. get food, food, of whether course, it's yes, prepared food, or you know, like if it's from a restaurant, they'll pick it up for you too. It's kind of like Postmates and Hood Target on wheels all at once. Oh shit! So we can get, so I can get like dog food. You could get dog food. Oh man, this you is, could get okay. Body wash, right? You could get bed sheets. Oh my god. You gosh. could get a new trash can for your bathroom. You could get Ugg boots. Oh shit. It is Ugg season right now too. So we can get Ugg boots, Ugg slippers. You could get Sharpies. You could get batteries. You could what? get batteries not included on DVD. You can oh. get Lego sets. You could get any product you can imagine. That is you know what the crazy. best part is? What? Every delivery. No matter how big or small, right, comes with a free dime bag of ASAP white label branded weed. Okay, yeah, I'm about to call them up Order right now. Order some actually. toothpaste and pack a bowl. Yeah, see, I need, I need, I need this then because we can get anything. I need that. I need that. Download now. the app. Yeah, call ASAP Jockeys and get whatever you need jockeyed to you. ASAP. Hey. Yo, what's going on, man? Andrew Barrow, Suburban Dope. We are here. Gold Don't Rust. Pat's here. Rick's Yo. here. What up? Uh, I mean, I mean, we're talking, we're, we're, we're talking about soul food. I've, I love soul food, but this shit here, I do not like. So I'd rather talk about soul food, the movie, which is fun <laughs> and interesting. And the there's like, sucks. you know, there's like some, there's some drama in there and some fighting and stuff. And, you know, Vivica Fox looked good at that time. And Nia Long was fine too, you know? What's the, what's, what's the plot of soul food? Oh, so soul food is just about this black family, and uh, you know, every Sunday they get together and they make soul food, which is terrible. I mean, it's absolutely terrible for you. And the the and 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 Big Mama, well, she you know she got diabetes, and uh, you know (laughs) they're they're about to sell her house and. You know they can't they can't afford to keep the house and right yeah they're being forced and to sell now, the house, and now, right? I can't and now, believe you just tried to fucking seriously break and down now, the movie you know, and that's that's the house they would always meet in to, to eat, make to the eat soul their food. soul food to it eat was their the soul center food. of their listen of that's the anchor that's the anchor of their family it's the, the anchor dungeon. of their dungeon. to the bank Rick. It's the dungeon yeah it's, it's the their dungeon. it's I guess it's their wow. dungeon wow yeah. okay now this all makes sense it's their dungeon yeah. Okay. That's what's and happening. This is where they came together to make their soul food in the dungeon studio. That's right. Yeah. How many how many people can you fit inside? One million. We're live at the OMNI. 
Yeah. Live, Live at the, the Omni. Omni. Track 11. How many uh, people can you fit inside there? So that's what Omni, it's an acronym, obviously. Right. Me and Pat can't say it, but it means one million inside. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if you, if, I mean, Drew, you listen to it. It's the, it's the whole song. It's all they say. In this he one. probably tuned out by this I point. I mean, like, if, sure you, you know, one million niggas inside, sure. Yeah. But I was, right. I wasn't paying attention. So I really like this <laughs> beat. I think it's one of the better beats in the album. It's very funky. I do like this beat as well. This, I wrote this beat. That. It's got uh, a really outcast feel. Yeah, to it's, it. this is yeah. very Southern playlisted Cadillac music. It feels yeah. like this should be outcast song. Right. And Outkast um, would make the song really good. This is yeah. one of the ones where I think these guys hold their own as MCs. Uh, none of the verses are like, oh shit, you have to go check out fucking Cujo on Live at the Omni. I'm not going to say that, but okay. I do think they're all well-serviced over this beat. And maybe it's because the beat is so funky to me, but I think all four of these guys sound like good rappers on this song. If you had just played me this song, you could convince me the rest of the album sounded like really good. Like you had four good Southern rappers and I might believe. I, I, I can't no. get over the flaws I see with their flows everywhere. Yeah. Um, and it's, I, I wrote this in here too. You know, I have nothing new to say <laughs> that I haven't said already. Cause my complaints are exactly the same. My favorite soul food side dish. Um, I, I really, I really like a good baked mac and cheese. What's your favorite soul food side dish? Where, where are oh, you going? Collard there? greens, easily. Yeah, I mean, I just, I recently had smoked collard greens. Ooh. Uh, I want to shout out to my homie Mike Ingram. I know he's listening. He always listens. Mike smokes food and he makes the best shit in the world. But he get, he brought me a brisket mac and cheese collard greens platter recently that wow. was all smoked. Woo-hoo. That's soul food. And I, That's like, soul I never food. really fuck with collard greens too much. Like I like other. You know, kale, spinach, but I never really like collard greens. But these smoked collard greens, bro, I ate cold out of the styrofoam thing before I even heat anything else up because it was so good. Woohoo! Them wow. things is good. I need Fire. those. I yeah. need those. I Way need better those than this greens. song. I'll give it that. Okay, yeah, yeah. I need those collard greens for sure. <laughs> oh, I need good. that. But I do like this song. I think it's. I think it's fun. It's funky. That's it has fun. a good sure. feel. Yeah. Yeah. That said, I don't think there's any direction in this thing. <laughs> this is one of the few ones that don't have a purpose, though. Just kind of having fun. Fuck this whole album at this point. The rest (laughs) of it all sounds like this. So the next song is Goodie Bag. Goodie Bag. Oh my God. It's supposed to be their weed song. Okay. This is one of the few ones I'll say I I actively dislike. Not because I think it's a bad song necessarily, but because I think there's so many other good ways to approach a weed song. Right. Like, at the very least, to me, a good weed song from the early 90s hip-hop era has to make me want to sit and smoke weed while I listen to it, right? Yeah. This one, I don't care. Right. Like, until the end, I was like, oh, yeah, by the way, this is, I guess this is their weed song, but, like, the beat doesn't feel like I want to be high. The lyrics don't feel like I want to be high. Yeah. It's just not a... If this is what they were going for, which they were, I mean, it's called Goody Bag, right? So I assume it's their bag of weed. But Yeah. Sure. This I don't want I don't want one this of the weed. weakest weed songs I've ever heard. Yeah, I don't want to smoke this weed. And when I was listening to it, I mean, I got I was zoned out thinking about other shit like <laughs> gas prices look like GPAs right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's wild. They look like GPA, bro. Like, I feel like I'm in high school when I go to the, when I go to the gas station. <laughs> 
Like that's like damn, that's a high GPA. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, you're doing really well. Like you might have taken an AP class. That was my GPA, son. <laughs> that was mine too. Yeah. Oh man, I so need, what? I need, I need gas to go back down to my GPA. You feel me? So hold on. <laughs> I need so that before shit. we get off on our own high tangent about the high song, I really want to discuss CeeLo's verse. I want to discuss it because we started to discuss it before Drew logged on before we recorded, and I yes. was very surprised at your reaction. Okay, so let me say this. Yeah. The first three verses of this song are clearly written by the MCs. They're clearly written, well-thought-out verses. Right. <laughs> to the best degree that they're able to okay, do Okay, so. all right, all right. So, and, and then after that, the beat changes, and CeeLo comes on, and obviously one take did his first freestyle ever, and they put it on this record. <laughs> That's so unfair. <laughs> this is so fucking amateur. See, I completely disagree. I think it's clear that it's a freestyle, but I think because it's clear that it's a freestyle, to me, this shit is fucking dope. I think he very obviously did this in one moment, one take. Maybe he had a couple bars he was thinking of, but this was kind of a Southern thing. Now, I'm not going to go too in-depth being the nerd Rick that I am, because I'm sure we'll discuss other albums as we go forward. But this was a thing for Southern rappers in the early 90s where there was at least one verse on the album mm -hmm. that they freestyled. Okay. The, the best example I'll give you is Andre 2000 on uh, uh, Two Dope Boys in a Cadillac, the first song on AT Alien. Right. Okay. He literally ends the verse telling you, let me finish this off because this be a freestyle. Right. This was kind but of like a thing Andre's they did. freestyle was good though. I like, think and that freestyle is like a good freestyle. CeeLo's freestyle here, dude, we did better than this in college. I don't agree. I think if you uh. if someone actually rapped this off the top of their head, which I think this was, I think this is fucking dope. Do you? Yeah, I do. Because this feels ham fisted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you I love don't. that phrase. <laughs> you don't what do you think, Drew? This I think I think that this white woman at my job need to leave me the fuck alone because today she told me she asked me if people eat their placentas and I was like what the fuck are you talking about yo nobody eats placenta and she's like oh it has nutrients and it has this totally checked out from this and album, I'm like what the totally fuck out. are you talking about white woman get the fuck away from me with your white woman shit why are you telling me about people eating placenta? I don't want to hear about Drew that. Is so are you a deer? Out on this album that he's testing material out on us. Are you a That's deer, yo? Right what the fuck are you right now? Are you an animal in the woods? Right. What the so fuck, man? We know how man? Drew feels. We know how Drew feels. <laughs> Holy shit, bro! Yeah, that shit's right. crazy. So I guess on. we'll go to the next song. Go on to the next song, Soul Food. Soul Food featuring Sleepy Brown. This is crazy, bro. This is another one that I remembered <laughs> only because I remembered hearing Sleepy Brown sing and not knowing who he was and loving his voice. Okay. Sleepy so Brown is a gem. He's always been a gem. Where it has to stop with my good things about this song. Um, right. Yeah. I love the hook because I love Sleepy Brown, but I specifically want to break down some lyrics in this song. Okay. So I can do it now or I can wait until you guys hate on this shit. Yeah, let me just let me just say a couple things. I, okay. This is a this is another beat that would shine with better rappers. I think this beat's pretty good. And if it if it wasn't Goody Mob doing Goody Mob over top of this, even if it was like maybe only CeeLo, I feel like the rest of these, if it was just CeeLo 
I feel like he'd do a lot more singing. He'd do a lot more making a song out of it. And that's right. cool. But when he's making songs with these guys, it, it's not working. Like CeeLo's doing his thing. And then the rest of the goody mob is doing what they do. And it doesn't, it doesn't really match. I mean, I'm glad you brought up the beat though, because while you guys have pretty much checked out, clearly Drew has fully checked out. Um, I do think the second yeah. half of this album, the beats are better. I think it gets more funky, more layered. There's more live instrumentation. I really enjoy the production on the second half of this album, especially starting with this and the next few songs. But that's sure. pretty much all the, all the good I have to say. Right. <laughs> sure. Uh, so there's a, there's a bar in Cujo's second verse. I think it's verse five, if you want to scroll down and read along with me, boys. Verse okay. five. Verse five. All right, let's Towards go. The, so the song is kind of about soul food, right? About sure. how the food makes them feel. And, and the collard greens are back of cheese. Now wait. Let's see, let's see now, the song. Cujo, <laughs> at the end of his verse, like the last four or five bars, he says, right. shorty look good with them hairy legs, which yeah. right away fucked me up. Yeah, because hairy legs. I yeah, look, but you're just home eating that soul food. She's right. not shaving her legs. She's L- just let me, like let me preface this, unfortunately, because it's 2021, by saying that I don't judge anyone's preference or kink or anything else, right? Sure, or if you just that's, don't want to shave your that, goddamn legs, but more that power said, to you. like, why? Why is that something you got to rap about? Like, you like chicks with hairy legs? It's weird to me, especially on this song. If we were like ODB on Maria or something, where we're talking about the dirty shit we like, it's a different story. But okay. th- everyone else raps about like feeling good from cooking and and feeling good from being home on this shit. And then Cujo's like, I like them bras with the hairy legs. I'm just like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing, bro? Yeah. And he's so and then nasty. it gets worse. It gets worse. Yeah, it's nasty. Because then he says, my stomach comes before sex. A house full of hoes. Now what's the ingredient? Spaghetti plus her monthly flow. Yeah. Oh my god. So what? I'm kind Eating of aware that there's with- a. With me, with menses, on so it? I'm kind of aware that there's like a urban legend in the south. That there's an urban legend that. with that shit, yeah. Right, women used yeah. to put their 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 uh, period menses. blood in the in in right. in, in, in the spaghetti in the pasta sauce yeah. to like hypnotize men, right? Right. But okay, that's a, that's a real this, thing. If you're rapping this and your intent is to play this for a lot of people and introduce them to the south, which the rest of this album is what they're trying to do, right? They're trying to show you what it looks like from their lens, right? Well, yeah. They made me not want to go down south. But if you're going to bring this up, you have to give us a little bit more explanation than just saying, I'm eating spaghetti with period blood in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking weird. Yeah, what it's the fuck really is that? It's really weird. Because the, 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 the average person will be like, why the fuck is he eating period blood? Anyone listening to this after 1997... Anyone listening to this who isn't from the South or know anyone from the South or tapped into Southern culture would have no idea what he's talking about. And it's really fucking strange to be like, yo, I like hairy legs and I like tampons in my fucking rigatoni. Right. It's fucking (laughs) strange. That's weird, bro. Yeah. So I'm out on this even more than I was before. (laughs) That's weird. It's called soul food. And he said spaghetti plus her monthly flow. I didn't catch it. And now I can't unhear it, yeah, and I don't want to talk wild. about yeah. the song anymore. That so is on. nasty. The next Funeral. is a skit called Funeral. Funeral. Now, I don't know if you guys catch this. I couldn't, un- I couldn't understand. I'd listen to this with headphones on. I couldn't make out a word of it. So I couldn't understand a word of this. Yeah. Besides understanding specific words, did you catch what this is about? No. No. So this skit, the four of them, are pallbearers at their friend's funeral. 
Okay. Okay. That's what's happening. They're okay. carrying a, a casket and they're okay. struggling to talk because it's heavy. Right. Okay. And they're also trying to be quiet because they're at a fucking funeral. Right. And they're discussing their friend who just passed. Now, this is actually specifically about, they mention in here King Bean. Genius has it incorrectly attributed, says okay. King B. But King Bean was their homie who was very close to them who died while they were making this. Right. Okay. And the reason I figured this out is because the, the next song, I didn't ask to come. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, it is the next song. Yeah, it's the next song. The next song in the hook, they talk about Paul Bearer to this one, Paul Bearer to that. Oh, so okay. That skit is them. It's Maybe kind of me. their way of saying too many people they love and know are dying. Right. I'm right. glad so, you're here because and caught some of these concepts. Okay, yeah. Because, because in terms I, of in terms of me with this record, this is I what just I do though. Yeah, see Man, I, was, I got nothing left. I was thinking about <laughs> like the worst funeral that I've been to. You get what I'm saying? Like yeah, I yeah, just yeah. started thinking about funerals because I've yeah. been to some bad funerals. Like like what does like, a bad funeral look like? Like like okay okay I've been to like, like fist fights because I was at one of those. Okay that that that's crazy. I'm I, it's, it's more 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 like more like the drunks and the addicts are yeah. like at the funeral, and it's right. like okay y'all gotta be quiet. You know what I'm saying? Like they're right. trying to talk yeah. at the funeral and you all are like just loud. So I just bring funeral. that up to say that like I don't like the skit as it. Like in and of itself, I don't think it's a good skit. Right. But I do think, in context of understanding that, and in the rest of the album, again, I think there there there's an arc here of showing you what their life is like, and I think that's an important moment leading into this song about. I didn't uh, ask to the come. hardships of yeah. It's it's about yeah. how too many people are dying living the way they live. Right. You know what was really weird at when my dad's cousin died, I went to the I went to the wake, and for some reason. The eulogy was given by Dick Vitale. Really? Yeah. What? Did, did they play I Didn't Ask to Come on it? No, <laughs> but we're talking about funerals. That was the weirdest thing that ever happened to me at a funeral. Yeah, and that, also that. At, at my grandmother's funeral, my Aunt Kathy had me write the eulogy for my grandmother, and it was beautiful. And my Aunt Kathy got drunk and took Xanax and <laughs> ruined the whole thing and botched it. <laughs> and, Still haven't forgiven her for that. I mean, I, I broke up a fight at a funeral once. And I won't say between who or whose funeral because I don't want to throw family under the bus. But I once had to stop family members from punching each other in the face, and I was like 15. So wow, I've been what to a bad funeral too. in the world, bro. Funerals bring out the worst in all of us, but the best in Dick Vitale. So, so I didn't ask to come. I didn't about, ask to come about not wanting to be there, and be present when your friend has died. Right. right. Is that um, what it's about? I didn't catch that. I really love this beat a lot. Another one that I think is fantastic. I actually specifically wrote down hilariously that this is Timo's best verse on the album. Okay. okay. Not that it's the best verse, but it's his best. Like he sounds like a good rapper on this. The first verse to me sounds dope. I also really love this hook. It's I don't hook. like this hook. That was a specific note I had. Interesting. I like I, the hooks I like on this album are like the CeeLo hooks because it's CeeLo like writing sense. a little yeah. song, and I think yeah. it's good. That's CeeLo's bag. Right. CeeLo's good at that. He yeah. should do that all but the this time. This is another one where I think the the concept is better than the yeah. execution. This is but I do, it's a goddamn I think this mess, is, Rick. This, I think this is better than the other ones that I said that about. But yeah, um, it's another one where I think, like, without the skit, I'm not sure I would fully understand. It. 
And even with the skit, you guys didn't. So I I couldn't hear a word on the skit. Yeah, Yeah. it's it was rough. I just started thinking about Thanksgiving. I don't want (laughs) to fucking host another Thanksgiving, bro. (laughs) I'm getting tired of this shit. Like, why? Why do we have to keep hosting Thanksgiving? Why? When am I gonna be able to just go to the house and just eat and chill? Like, Drew said I didn't ask I to come to Thanksgiving. I don't want to fucking keep hosting Thanksgivings, bro. They're just forcing you have it to on do you. Shit. Yeah, Drew like just you just got to do jokes stuff. Off, Drew. You got to do shit at Thanksgiving. Off. And I don't want to do anything. I want to just right. get dressed up and eat. That's what I want to do. And yeah, like rather and have than some drinks and take I got to do I got to I got to put this together. I got to help so with track this. So track 16. I got to help with I gotta this. I got to wash the dishes. Oh my gosh, bro. Fucking, yeah, track 16 is fuck? uh is is Rico. It's just what is it even doing here? It's yes. just Rico Wade. So he's he's the guy from Organized Noise whose I'm mom's right. basement yes. they were in. It's just okay. him talking. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, Fine. It's one of okay, this is this was kind of a common thing in the early '90s where like one of the skits or one of the song intros or outros was just like stuff they recorded while they were supposed to be recording and then they just kept it. And I don't get why they always did that shit. Because they were trying to be Wu Tang. Well, they were trying. People were trying to give you an insight what it was like to make the album. But if the album's made well, you don't need to do that with anything other than the music. No. That's, right. I mean, yes. And that bothers right. me about a lot of skits in the early '90s where it's like. Hey, here's a peek behind the curtain of what I said to the engineer when I was making this song. But it's like, if the song is dope, I don't give a fuck what you said to him. Yeah, I don't care what, what you said, said on record is even more important. Yeah, that doesn't matter to me. Yeah, it's, right. a skit could fucking piss off. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty stupid. The next song's called uh, "The Coming," um, featuring I Witch love, Doctor. Listen, I love I love the beat a lot. I think the beat's really well done. I think Timo's lead-off verse here isn't bad. See? See? You like Timo, too. The hook is whatever. <laughs> Timo's the best besides CeeLo. It goes, CeeLo, Timo, everyone else gotta go, go. <laughs> everyone else gotta go, go. I think the whole group gotta go, though. See? <laughs> I really hate This record Witch feels Doctor. like it's moving in slow-mo. And I really hate yeah. this hook. It is moving in slow-mo. This, this killing two-click, I hate it. Yeah, it's bad. It's not good. Who cares? Keep it moving. And like, yeah. why is it six minutes though? And yeah. Cujo is my least favorite rapper I've ever heard. I think <laughs> I wrote yeah, that. It's in. rough. I think he's my least favorite rapper of all time. <laughs> I don't like Cujo at all. I think he was the first. Was he the first to make a solo album? Like rap? Maybe CeeLo, but Cujo shouldn't have been allowed to make any album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not. How was Cujo allowed to make an album? Yeah, I don't fuck with this song. Really. I think he did make a, a a solo album. See, I will say though that in the same way that I said earlier that like Andre and Big Boy are clearly a step above Goody Mob as MCs. Yeah, I right. think Witch Doctor is very bad. Yeah, and he's so bad. clearly below these guys as MCs that I think, I think that's the why these level. guys sound good. I think right. the reason you think Timo sounds good is because you also heard a Witch, Witch Doctor, Doctor verse right. and a Witch Doctor hook three times. That's fucking awful. Yeah, it is bad, dude. There's not much good shit on this record. It's really <laughs> not a good album. Yeah. We only got it's two more bad. tracks. Thank more tracks. fucking god. So Steve next goes is on forever. Skit. It's fuck this skit. Shut up, Steve Harvey. No, I like this skit. Keep it moving. Uh, I love the. This is a point of view that I've never heard on a record or anywhere other than maybe in a conversation before of him saying like, you know, maybe all the bad thing happening to, to people like him 
is on purpose and it's a good thing, not a bad thing. I love that positive right. outlook. Yeah. I also love that you can Feels literally... Feels like something Steve Harvey would say. Well, what I like about this is, uh, like where I was just saying that sometimes the insight into the recording sucks, this one's cool to me because you can literally hear someone smoking weed during this. And I think this is literally, they just had it recording while they were passing a blunt, but they happened to catch a good moment. And I think CeeLo's saying some important things here that again, tie back to what their message is as a group and for this album. Right. All right. Okay, that's cool. I'll hey, take man, it. It's listen, more preacher vibe, right? It's more, more power, him. more yeah. power more to power CeeLo. Too. You know, the man, the man's made some good songs. Yeah. These aren't any of them, but he's made some good songs. Which is now the last track, the day after. This is one of this my favorite shit. songs of the album. I love it. Listen, I like this song because it's the last song, and it means the album's <laughs> about to be over. I love the beat. I love the hook. <laughs> I think it's a good closer. It has a good feel. I think it's the only. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm. I don't know who sings on this hook, but it's much better it's than that. No, isn't there a chick on it too? Uh, I think it's a CeeLo hook though, and he can sing. He can sing yeah. a melody. He can do that shit. Yeah. The big, the big Gip verse in this song is awful. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. It's, it's not bad. It's awful. Yeah, Gip's Gip's pretty bad. It's. But I think really it sounds bad. cool. Maybe it's just because I like the beat so much. That's probably that is, what it I is. Think, I think the Timo verse here is one of Timo's worst verses on this record. Timo's has some bad moments. <laughs> yeah. This is, this, this is what I wrote in my notes. You know what I wrote? Guess what? Goody Mob is baddie at raps. <laughs> Goody is baddie. <laughs> yeah. Goody Mob is baddie, baddie. at raps. <laughs> baddie See, I raps. look at this... Um, I, I've realized recently that I tend and to... And has the worst flows I've ever heard. I tend I'm to sorry. look at uh, album I'm sorry. a lot, right? But especially when it comes to like first or second songs and specifically last songs, not skits. The last song on an album is important to me, right? Like what's yeah. the lasting message you're leaving me? Sure. Yeah. And, and regardless of what I or anyone thinks about the rest of this album, I love the vibe, energy, and focus and point of this song. And I think it's a perfect closer. I think they're, they're talking about important things. They're saying something positive. They're ending you on a positive note, uplifting vibe, good hook. I love this as a closer. And just in context of story arc of an album, I think they did a good, did a good job. Sto- right, well, for, I, a sto- for a story arc? Yeah, they missed me with a story here. I don't even know what this story is about. <laughs> I, I just, followed it. To me, it was incoherent. But That's because you didn't like any of the rapping. I really, I really didn't. So I, th- I think that's going to wrap up our, our track by track breakdown. Of Goody Mob Soul yeah. Food. So now That's let's that. do what we always do on Gold Don't Rust. Let's give our final thoughts on this album and rank it on the GDR proprietary order of Rust to Gold. And today, I will start things off. Okay. There's a lot of great beats buried under terrible rapping on this album and it makes me mad these beats have a great feeling to them that people like mick jenkins are are doing interesting things with now these are more just like loops people are getting even more musical with it now but this is the beginnings of that style and i love that style i love that the keyboards and the jazzy feeling and kind of that sparse feeling it, i love that i think it's beautiful and it's all wasted on this weird goody mob energy that doesn't make sense. 
I mean, you got most of Goody Mob doing this shit that feels aggressive most of the time. Like, it feels really aggressive, but their messaging is not aggressive. I don't know what they're doing. The lyrics are very bad. They're saying things in a way people would never say them. And the flows are inexcusably bad. There's no way that you can convince me that 70% of the verses on this album weren't entirely freestyles. And it was the first take. And that was the first time they ever rapped. And they decided that that was their album. I don't know how it's passable. I know that their friends got them in. But what I wrote in my summary here is who in Goody Mob has an uncle in the music industry? Like whose family member got them here? This no one heard this shit and was like, oh, this is dope. We're an underground sensation. These guys need to get put on nationally. These guys got put on somehow. This is amateur shit. This is not good. There's no way that that this group had to be put on. There's no way the world had to hear this and what they had to say and the way they delivered it. This album is horseshit. <laughs> They ruined some minimal and interesting production with them just fucking jerking off in a vocal booth. This is rust, man. This is rust. How do you really feel? All right. And next up, uh, it's time for the review of Andrew Barrow. All right. Um, my review is... Um, my son is having these crazy mornings right now <laughs> and I can't, I can't deal with it. I feel like six year olds like lose their memory or something. I don't understand. How come you can't just get dressed, put your clothes on, put your socks on, brush your teeth and get your mask and your book bag. And then, you know, and we go to school. Like, why does it have to be a fight? Drew, and we got an argument. Album. We got an album here, Drew. Every fucking day, bro. I don't understand, man. I can't take it. And then you tell him, you say, look, we're not going to do this tomorrow, right? We're not going to deal with this. And he's like, yeah, we're not going to do it. You know, I'm going to be better in the morning. Okay. And then he wakes up the next day and it's the same fucking routine. I feel like I'm in a twilight zone, bro. I, I'm convinced that Men in Black is real and it's for children. They just blank out their memory and that's why they don't fucking remember this shit. And they got me over here worried about the, like, just put your shit on. Why are you giving me all this lip? Just put your clothes on and let's go. We're late. So that said, how do you feel about soul food? <laughs> soul food is, <laughs> I forgot all about this album. <laughs> As I was listening to it, and even just now, talking <laughs> to you guys. Um, so, yeah, CeeLo, I'm just glad you don't rap uh, <laughs> anymore. I'm glad you took the route that you took. Uh, Big Gip, I don't know what the fuck. I don't know why any of y'all did solo records. I looked into that, too. All of y'all did solo records. Yep. I'm not sure yeah. why. And you're still making music. And I don't know why. You all don't need to make music. It's this, this album. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know who's listening to it. I don't care. You have to be from the South. You have to be. Nobody from up North is like, oh, yeah, Goody Mob, Soul Food. You got to hear that one. No. Nobody's doing that. So having said all that, this album is a complete rust. 
uh, I deleted it <laughs> and uh, I never want to hear it again. And I probably I probably hated more than No Way Out. So No Way Out. Wow. Wow. Truly wow. most hated record we've ever done. Yeah. So No Way Out. You you you're not so bad anymore. Because wow. this shit here is terrible. Absolutely Sheesh. terrible. Sheesh. You guys make me not want to even give my review. A Double lot of rust. wasted. A lot of organi- A lot of organized noise. Wasted beats on this shit. That's what this is. Yeah. Wasted beats. All right, and that's going to bring us to our final review of the night. Hopefully, we ended on a more positive note with Rick Strip Jr. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, um, I think there is a lot to be said about the bad on this album, right? Like one thing you said, Pat, that I did want to address directly is you said there's a lot of terrible rapping on here. I don't know if I can agree on that. I think there's a lot of terrible writing, if that makes sense. Yeah, there's a lot of terrible writing, but. What you're finding fault in as far as the rapping and delivery, I actually enjoy for the most part. I think okay. these guys sound cooler and sound better than they are as MCs. I enjoy their voice. I enjoy their delivery. I always enjoy this kind of off-rhythm, off-kilter, in-between flow styles of the Southern guys. Right. Um, okay. Of course, unfortunately, they have like Big Boy on here who does that style better than anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's I do, good when he does it. I, en- I enjoy how most of this album is wrapped. Now, as a lyric nerd, when I look at it more closely, I don't love it from the MC point of view. I don't think there's a single, other than like CeeLo's spoken word verse, yeah. I don't think there's a sim- single good moment of good writing and rapping together on one verse in this whole album, Okay, which is, of course, a problem. Mm-hmm. I do, however, from an overall album standpoint, I do like where this goes. I think they're, they're quite clearly trying to make not only something that gives you a view of where they come from, which wasn't a well-known place to come from at the time. If you're looking at the, the national landscape of pop and hip-hop, we didn't mm-hmm. really know much about Atlanta yet. Um, so they're both trying to take you into where they live. And also, it's kind of like a blues, spiritual, black culture journey throughout the album, in my opinion. There's some systemic racism stuff. There's stuff about soul food. There's stuff about their mom. There's... Yeah, a lot of I stuff mean, about yeah. what it's like, right? And and as an arc and as a story, I like that. I look at a lot of old albums like that because it's hard to kind of place context of Sonic. Sometimes, of course, some shit is timeless, but sometimes it's hard to listen to things and just think, "How does this sound in 2021 when it came out 26 years ago?" I will say that this, I thought this was better on first lesson than listen than it actually is. And hearing you guys talk about how much you dislike it did give me some pause. But I also think about how well this is critically received even now. And I get confused. This is a very borderline directly between copper and silver for me. But I think the fact that we're talking about rap music and there's no moment on this album that makes me want to repeat the raps yeah, pretty much seals it for me to be in the copper. I think it's very well produced. I think they're they're going in a good place from a point of view and all that, but there's just not enough good rapping on here for me to to give it a better review than a copper. So for me, Goody Mob Soul Food is a copper. Okay, okay then. I'll take Two that. Two Russ and a copper for yeah, Goody Mob Soul Food. I'll yeah. take that. I'll take it. I'll absolutely. take that. It's an abso- I think it's an absolutely fair review of yeah. that album and what it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's going to wrap up our discussion forever on Goody Mob Soul Food. So I did have one interesting 
note that we didn't get to bring up that I just mm-hmm. want to bring up real quick before we wrap it up completely because I do this okay. sometimes. Because when I'm doing research, I read shit. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I wish everyone knew that. And since just last week we talked about Machiavelli and Tupac, Big Gip from Goody Mob was the first non-death row or non-death row affiliate person to hear Hit Him Up ever. Because oh. of their relationship with T-Boss and because Left Eye was so close with Tupac, right? Big Gip, when they were in L.A. one time, got a call from Left Eye like, yo, my boy Tupac's in the studio making this music. You should come check it out. Right. And when Gip walked in, it was just Pac and Left Eye sitting in the studio, and Pac was like, you got to hear the song I just made, and it was Hit Him Up. And Gip has been quoted of saying, the first time he heard it, the first thought he had in his head that he didn't say out loud was, someone's going to die because of this shit. <laughs> yeah. So... Wow. It's very interesting that we just talked about East-West shit, and while the Southern guys at this point clearly stayed fully out of it, right? Uh, it's it's crazy to hear historically that Gip heard that song before anybody else did, because I didn't know Big Gip or the Goody Mob had those kind of connections at that point. So at all, See, apparently it makes they were sense connected now. to everybody already, which is right, how yeah. they can make something that <laughs> fucking amateur. That's how they can do it. <laughs> and people and up. people and people tell them that is good. Because you know what? There's what there's a reason do. that in week two it sold five hundred thousand copies, and twenty six years later <laughs> it sold five hundred and ten thousand copies. copies. It's not gonna go anywhere <laughs> because people clearly heard it and they were like, "Oh shit! Why? I bought this record. I bought this shit. <laughs> Where did I buy this? I bought this. In, I bought this in '95. I did. I do still want to wrap the cell therapy right now, though." Like, when I heard the beat sure. come on, I was like, I just want to fucking freestyle right now. Listen, I'm, now I'm done talking about Goody Mob. Right, and I'm too. moving on. Me too. From Goody Mob to a segment on Gold Don't Rust. And today, oh, since we have discussed Goody Mob, oh, a rap shit. group from Atlanta, we are going to be playing another edition of Bone Thugs and Hard Money, okay. ATL edition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do we remember how Bone Thugs and Hard Money is played? I do. Yes. All right. So just to give another rundown of the rules, I give you a net worth. You have to select from this list. I am now sharing with you. The rappers on this list who are all from Atlanta are Gucci Mane, T.I., Jeezy, Ludacris, 21 Savage, Big Boy, Jermaine Dupree, CeeLo Green, Lil Jon, Killer Mike, Andre 3000, 2 Chains, Quavo, Big Gip and Cujo. And Cujo. Okay. I am going to give you a net worth. You have to buzz in and guess which Atlanta rapper's net worth that is. And do we remember how we buzz in and bone thug? Bum, bum, yeah, bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 bum. There's some heavy hitters on this list. This be there is some heavy. Li- yeah, I was about to say, there's a lot Definitely of heavy hitters heavy on here. Hitters. This is a good list. ATL has produced a lot of great rappers. The uh, South has a lot of a lot great of great rappers. rap artists, I would say. Fair, okay. So first up, let's get it. Whose net worth? What Atlanta rapper's net worth is nine million dollars? Boom, 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 boom. Andrew Barrow, Gucci. Incorrect. Fuck. Boom, 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 boom. Rick. Ti. Incorrect. Ooh. Boom, 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 boom. Andrew Barrow. Luda. Nah. Incorrect. Yeah, Luda probably boom, boom. got more money. I'm right. going to say Killer Mike because he has businesses and shit. Incorrect. Right. Fuck. All right. Each get Damn. one more guess. Okay. Um, boom, 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 boom. 
Andrew Barrow. Uh, Quavo. Incorrect. All Fuck. right. My guess is Big Boy. Incorrect. Wow. $9 million is, is the net worth of Two Chains. Really? Two Chains. Nine. Nine. Oh, he has, I forgot he has like wow. businesses and shit. He does have businesses. I thought he had more money than that's interesting million. context, though. Money. That's right. why I didn't say his name. All right. Okay. Next interesting. up. Which Atlanta rapper's net worth is $25 million? Boom, 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 boom. Dollars. Rick. Lil John. Incorrect. Fuck. Boom, 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 boom. Andrew Barrow. Jeezy. Incorrect. All right. Boom, 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 boom. Rick. Ludacris. Correct. Rick leads 1-0. Right. Ludacris has a net worth. Knew that was Luder or John. Of $25 you got that million. Dollars. And you I got that take bread. off Ludacris. All right, next up. Okay. Rick leads 1-0. Whose net worth is $35 million? Bum, 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 bum. Dollars. Oh. Rick. Lil John. Incorrect. Fuck. Bum, 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 bum. Drew. Jermaine Dupree. Yeah. Incorrect. Ooh. Probably got more. 35. Boom, 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 boom. Rick. Andre 3000? Correct. Andre yeah. 3000 wow. is worth 35 million. That's why he don't want to make no music. Dollars. Yeah. Yeah. That's Andre why. Andre 3000's already got that bread. He doesn't give a I fuck. I didn't know he was sitting on 35 mil, bro. Acting money is big. That's why Luda's is 25. Acting money is definitely huge. Mm-hmm. But yeah, also, but he Luda's has got like he more acting that money than Andre. Yeah, yeah but Andre hit probably. No, but Andre got those mo- Andre got those movies. Though. Andre probably Andre got, got, got those... more for his roles. Yeah. You never and know. And Andre Luda did probably... more roles. No, that Fast movie's got to pay like bang. Yeah, Maybe fast at, yeah. at this true. point, yeah, it's, it's, he's getting Get he's the getting fuck out of here. That. He went to space in the last one. Okay, <laughs> right. <laughs> By the way, I just this weekend I decided a, a sequel they should do they haven't done one based in Philadelphia called The Fast and the Furious, but with a PH instead of an F. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm so mad you just said that. <laughs> they might okay. do that, guys. Rick All leads right. two zero. Okay, he got two up. Damn. Which Atlanta rapper's net worth? Is fifty million bum, 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 bum. dollars, Drew? Jermaine Dupree. Yeah, incorrect. What? Bum 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 bum. True. Lil John. Incorrect. Bum, bum, Fuck. Bum, bum. Rick. Ti. Correct. Yeah. Mother. Yeah. That was gonna be my next guess. Motherfucker. I thought it was Jermaine Dupree too. That would have been my. Ti first got guess. that much. Fifty. He owns million. part of a bunch of of like TV Stop. shows and shit. Yeah, investments. Yeah. All right. Yeah, he made good investments. All right, Drew. Yo, there's a lot of bread in Atlanta, bro. We did the Chicago one. It was like dudes with less money than me. Yeah, Yeah. there's there's a lot of bread in Atlanta for sure. A lot of bread for sure. A lot. Okay. All right, we're gonna see if maybe Drew can pick up some some slack here because Rick's leading three to zero. Which two Atlanta rappers have a net worth of twelve million dollars? Two. Boom! 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 Rick. Uh, Gucci and Jeezy. All right. Rick leads 4 0. Oh, my God. Drew, there's gosh, one bro. more. Can Which you one was guess right? who it is? Which one was Can right? I guess who Gucci it is? Made. Gucci, Gucci made was 12. Okay. Yeah. Gucci and Jeezy both got 12. No, no just Gucci. Jeezy doesn't. Just, oh, just Jeezy Gucci. doesn't. Okay. 
So there's one there's one left that does have twelve, and you can guess who it is, Rick. Okay. Um or Drew. Fucking big boy. Yeah, that was Mike. Incorrect. Ooh. Oh my gosh. Boom, 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 boom. Rick. CeeLo? Incorrect. Boom, 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 boom. True. Killer Mike? Incorrect. Oh my gosh. I quit then. <laughs> oh my god. Boom, 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 boom. Is it fucking Rick. is it fucking Quavo? No, it is not. The other Savage? rapper with $12 million is 21 Jesus. Savage. Oh, my gosh. 21 Savage got bread, yo. 21 Damn. Savage got that bread. Rick leads 4 to 0. We yo, wait. I didn't know 21 Savage one, had two, that three, money. Three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, there's eight more possible points. Between those oh, five man. guys, that's like $120 million. Yeah. I didn't, yeah, know, I didn't, know, I didn't know 21 yeah. Savage had that bread like that, yeah. bro. Yeah. I didn't know he was twelve. He was sitting on twelve million. I gu- I guarantee there's still a guy here with like thirty or forty. So that's all right. Crazy. Next next one up here, guys. Which two Atlanta rappers have a net worth of one million dollars? Boom 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 boom. Rick, <sighs> Gip and Cujo. Right. Fucking Rick leads six zero. <laughs> Fucking Big Gip and Cujo's dumbass. <laughs> this is almost done now. This I knew that had to be the goodie mob buys. Yo, but they made a milli. Done. They made a milli. But they sure. made a mill. They're making a million a year, though. Yeah. And they suck. Delete those, Pat. There you yeah, go. Yeah, they're bad. <laughs> All right. That's fucking so Rick, crazy, bro. Rick, Rick leads six to zero. There's Good one, Lord. two, three, four, five. There's seven six, left. So seven. If, I get the, if I get one Golly. more, it's over. Yeah, if you get one yeah, more, if he this gets is one more, it's done. mathematically done. Okay. Okay, come on. Which Atlanta rapper up, has a net worth of five million dollars. Boom, 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 boom. True. Killer Mike. Yeah. All right. Cool. All Killer right, Mike is a network. I knew he had that bread, dollars. Joe. I knew he was sitting on that money. The fight. The fight still happens. The fight still happens. All right. Which two Atlanta rappers have a net worth of thirty million dollars? Boom, 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 boom. Oh my gosh. Lil John and CeeLo. Game's over. Did I get both? No, you got one of them. Lil John was Lil one John. of them. And then Jermaine Dupree's the other one. The other one is Big, Big Boy. Boy. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Outcast I is a lot of money. The other net worths on this are Jeezy has $6 million. What's Jermaine? Jermaine like Dupree has $2 million. That's it? Yes. What? Jermaine Dupree has what? $2 million. He's, Jermaine Dupree does not have $2 million, not dollars, so bro. $2 million. $2 million. Are you serious? That's he crazy. maybe is hiding all his money in offshore. Well, I mean, I, I guess know. there's there's nothing anymore coming out. From tax avoidance. Dead, so. Maybe he got hit with the tax. What's Lil avoidance John? Suit? Like fifty. Lil John is thirty. What? Thirty. You okay. guessed him. Oh yeah, I, get, I did. That's right. And Quavo is worth twenty six, and CeeLo Green is worth ten million dollars. Quavo is worth more than CeeLo by like that's two and a half times. Crazy. Time. Yeah. But, yeah, but the, what's the total of that? It's like four hundred million dollars total of those artists. That's, that's all a lot out of there. Yeah. Money. There's a lot of big. There's a lot of big name acts. Drew, you got fucking washed. Yeah, yeah I got, got fucking, washed, bro. You got shellac today, homie. <laughs> that shit is terrible. That's crazy. That wasn't even a question. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how where Jermaine Dupree's money went. I, I mean, Soso <laughs> Def hasn't done anything in a long time, and he doesn't no, do anything that's else. Real. He was in an era before they did other venues. Other, he didn't have a clothing line. Yeah. He didn't have anything else. Right. And he clearly don't have his money in businesses or none of or none of that no. shit. So, right. Well, he was All poor right, with dude. his money. Yeah. That's going to wrap it up for another episode of Gold Don't Rust. Damn. All right, uh, we have then. a friend. His name is 3603SIXZERO. Type it into all streaming things. You will find music. There's yeah, more yeah. coming soon, and it's very, very good. Yeah, yeah. Drew, you have a YouTube channel. 
Yes, I do. Suburban dope. You've been dope. trying fucking jokes all night. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Suburban dope. Uh, it's 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 fun. I'm having fun. The subscribers keep going up. The watch times keep going up. I'm just trying to get monetized. Let's get it. Check out the yeah. Black Lebowski on YouTube. Yes, right. sir. Go watch that shit. We're on the internet. Gold Owner Us Pod. You can type it into things where people do social media stuff, and it'll be there. You should probably just get off social media, though. Do we have anything else to plug? <laughs> I don't believe so. Nah. Okay. I don't think so. I, think I mean, I can tell it. you what we're doing next week. And actually, for the next two weeks, there's a couple fun things if you wanted me to just leave it one week at a time. Yeah, let's leave, let's leave it one week at a time. What are we, one week what at are time? we talking about next week? Next right, week, cool. we're discussing MF Doom mm, food. Well, See, now that's going to be fun. It is. That's going to be a lot more fun than this. We're, we're hitting a pocket of hip-hop with that, that in my opinion, not enough people know, but if more did, more would feel like we probably are going to feel. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I, I'll leave it at that. I mean, yeah. it's, it's inevitable that we discuss Doom. I think we've been pretty clear on here. At least me and Pat have been clear on here about how, how much we love Doom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we eventually we got to discuss it's the Doom be album, interesting. So. I think I think I think Doom is a hip hop gem. He's a, he's a legend period. Cause his name's doom. That's CeeLo. It is. Let's tie it all together. Nice tie together. (laughs) Cause we're all about unity. We are on. (laughs) 